And welcome to the Grabbing Lunch Podcast. This is Grabbing Lunch Episode 17. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode, Episode 16. It was the clip show, the uh, the best of show, celebrating over 500,000 followers on SoundCloud. So if you haven't listened to it, uh, revisit it. It has a lot of fun moments from a lot of fun shows. But we're back uh, with a new episode. Uh, today, my guests for lunch are Karen Kilgariff and Chris Fairbanks. So let's dive right into the episode, shall we? Uh, that being said, if you want to see me or anything that I'm into, you can uh, you can find links for Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, or even make a donation to me. I'm running the LA Marathon on Sunday, March 9th, 2014, to benefit Team St. Jude Children's Hospital. Uh, all of that and more, it's on my website, mattknudsen.com, M-A-T-T-K-N-U-D-S-E-N.com. Don't be a stranger, my friends. Okay. My guests for lunch today are Karen Kilgariff. Karen is a phenomenal comedian and down deep, a good egg. I always enjoy spending time with her. Uh, she was part of the seminal show, Mr. Show, on HBO with Bob Odenkirk and David Cross. Uh, she's also written for the Ellen DeGeneres Show and is currently the head writer of The Pete Holmes Show on TBS. And if that weren't enough, uh, she just dropped her newest album, Live at the Bootleg, which I was actually there for the recording, and it's great. So uh, check her out. You can follow her on Twitter at Karen Kilgariff. That's K-A-R-E-N-K-I-L-G-A-R-I-F-F. Karen Kilgariff. And Karen Kilgariff sounds like this. I ate it. I yeah, I ordered the tuna sandwich when she comes by for the yeah. is everything tasting all right sure, check. But yeah, she, yeah. instead of saying that, she said, "Are you in tuna?" <laughs> and I, of course, yeah. had to say yes. Yes. Tuna heaven. Really makes you want to behave while you're on Earth in hopes of going to tuna heaven. Okay, uh, my other guest is Chris Fairbanks. Chris is a great comedian, actor, artist, and one of those guys that you just feel better. After hanging out with him, uh, he just did a great set on Conan. He's been on Tosh.0, and his album, Fairbanks, is on Rooftop Comedy. Uh, you can learn more about him, see what he's getting into at his website, chrisfairbanks.com. C H R I S F A I R B A N K S.com. Chris Fairbanks. And Chris Fairbanks sounds like this That's my dad. The only, he wasn't strict about anything that parents are strict about, like doing chores. Curfew. And, but table manners were like, hold your fork like this, switch hands when you're cutting, no elbows. Right. That's the only time it was like that. And then, but if you can eat with your mouth closed, but if, when he eats soup or something, it's like he's attacking a poison antidote, <laughs> like a monster. That is why I love hanging out with Chris Fairbanks. He says things that are funny, and true, and uh, true and funny is one of my favorite combinations. Okay, that is it, uh, guys. It's the Grabbing Lunch Podcast. You can see pictures of my guests, link to conversation topics, or even make a donation to the show to support production expenses and buy comedians lunch. It's all at grabbinglunch.com. Plus, a portion of every donation goes to support the L.A. Food Bank here in Los Angeles. Uh, follow the show on SoundCloud. You can subscribe to it on iTunes. Hey, I got a great idea. Give the show a five-star review and write something nice. Huh? Mm -hmm. And uh, last but certainly not least, we are on Stitcher Radio. Uh, and it's all at grabbinglunch.com. You can find us on Facebook, uh, at Grabbing Lunch on Twitter, or, of course, just find me, mattknutson.com. M-A-T-T-K-N-U-D-S-E-N. 
Kilgariff.com. Uh, so with that, my friends, here is my lunch with Karen Kilgariff and Chris Fairbanks at the Cafe 101 in Los Feliz. Let's eat. Correctly, we went to the Pete Holmes pilot taping together. We did. Me, you and Joe Wagner. We did. Joe Wags. That's right. I told them that in the interview. I was like, I came to your pilot taping because I wanted to get a job here. Yeah. You were all just like, really? Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Worked out. Just took a little, it just took some time. It just took some, it had to, it had to slow play it. That's right. I like a man with a slow plan. <laughs> I'm slow playing Hollywood as we speak. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna linger on the fringes for about 15 years. 15 to 20 years. 15 to 20 years, and then spring on them. Yeah. yeah. In my early 50s. They won't see it coming. <laughs> There's no way at that point. No wonder why. Yeah. Uh, why, oh, okay. Uh, this guy. Okay. Uh, okay. I have, yeah, I, I also I have a strategic ten-year plan that ends in sudden unexplained <laughs> success on Thank that you. tenth year. Thank you. I'm taking my beverage. Very strategic. Actually, just I'm taking your beverage. Did I? Yeah. Oh, well, we all got coffee. Just landing them right there. Came later. Yeah. And now mine's hotter. There were two that showed up. <laughs> Actually, that was my coffee. Oh, yeah. Let's all trade coffees. I had them ordered specifically. Ooh, is that... Are these identical creamers? That one's mine. Yeah, I hope right. so. <laughs> I have mixed feelings about this podcast uh, because I can't even... I can't watch anyone's... I've had friendships end because my friend just eats with their mouth open. Uh, and I can't watch everything like a banana in someone's mouth will make me not hang out with them. I can't. And if someone else is like, oh, I'm not going to eat. I'll just watch you eat. And they're staring at your food while you're eating. I can't. I'm like, stop. You can't hang. You're one of those people. Very weird about food. I got... There was, a, there was a review on iTunes for this podcast that said, I love the banter, but does it have to be over lunch? It was just like the name of the podcast is Grab It. That was me. Right? It's kind of. It was <laughs> Do I have to hear this? My first two star review. Evil Talent seventy six is actually Chris Fairbanks. <laughs> just know that from now on. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Well, it actually, it kind of tempered the curve a little bit because it can't be all five. You know. Yeah, you that's got right. Your friends and family, they all give you the five star, and then. You gotta be a real Fairbank swoops in with a two star. Yeah. My sister was like that so growing up. So many smacking noises. My sister would go crazy when we'd eat cereal. She'd be like, stop eating it like that. And I'd just be like, I'm eating it the way you're eating it. It's just that you can hear me. Right. So it's I'm not really the super self-conscious about making noises. Oh yeah. But, but, I, but if I get a piece of gum and I chew it for long enough, I lose... I have, I can be the worst with gum where I'm like, like, I just go smack crazy. Like a southern I, gas station attendant? Because <laughs> <laughs> I forget it's there. Right. Yeah. My but wife is super like that. Like, you know, she, we can't be in the same room together if I'm having pistachios. She's just like, yeah! It's like, why don't you take, get them out of the shell pistachios and just like, you know, they serve them like that. Yeah, right? that's right. The shell is the fun part. That's the shell like is the, the fun part. The task. It's the, you get to enjoy the fruit of your labor. You're like, ah, oh, I really put in the work. Because if they were out of the shells, I would eat hundreds of them instead of just dozens of them. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Because I think I'm weird about it because my dad, the only, he wasn't strict about anything that parents are strict about, like doing chores. Curfew. But table manners were like, hold your fork like this, switch hands when you're cutting, no elbows. Right. That's the only time it was like that. And then, but if you can eat with your mouth closed, but if, when he eats soup or something, it's like he's attacking a poison antidote, <laughs> like a monster, slurping so loud, and it's like, sure. That's it's hilarious. like Papa Don't Preach, you know? <laughs> right. That's what I'm that song's about, soup. It is. I'm keeping my baby, <laughs> which means... I'm eating the soup the way I want. <laughs> that song is about her being pregnant, but her dad was always having babies right yeah. in front of her. So your dad is Danny Aiello. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, I think of five actors when you say Danny Aiello. <laughs> Let's talk about Red Miller. <laughs> He's so dreamy. 
Lisa Loeb. <laughs> no. Dragon Boy Swain. Hey, there's Howard Kramer now. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, you guys don't. You won't sass me like that when I can summon wolves. Okay, I gotta go. Bye, bye, skitties. Bye, Howard. Bye, Howard. Wow, special so guest. That was amazing. Thank you. Step up it happens every episode. <laughs> we have not announced drop-ins. Yep. I believe it's called a cameo, if I'm not mistaken. Showbiz. Yeah. <laughs> bye, Skippy. Did you say bye, Skippy? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. It's been a while since I hung out with him. I don't think he says bye, Skippy. <laughs> Skippy Handelman from uh, Family Ties. Yeah, he, he considers us all him. <laughs> That's what we all look like to Howard. Just a Goodbye. bunch of skippies. 1980s sitcom star turned failed you know comedy. He, he was out doing spots, wasn't he? Skippy? Yeah. Oh, he was uh, out headlining every comedy club I ever went to oh, when I first started doing stand up. Uh, and why shouldn't he be? You know, he's never done stand up before. So. It's the Dustin did you, Diamond. Did you ever see him? Was it funny? No, no. I never did see him. And I'm answering the second question too. <laughs> no, he wasn't ever funny. No, I've mean, never no. seen him. He was terrible. I heard yeah. that he just talked about being skippy. Right. Well, yeah, you'd have to. Yeah. Right? It's like being the Eagles and not, you know, playing Hotel California. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. No, not the peanut butter. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> Awful. Wait, were you, was it you and I here when the waitress asked me if I was in Tuna Heaven? <laughs> yes. When you Are were you eating, in Tuna Heaven? I ordered, I, yeah, I ordered the tuna sandwiches when she comes by for the, yeah. is everything tasting alright sure, check? Yeah, but she, yeah. Instead of saying that, she said, Are you in Tuna Heaven? <laughs> <laughs> and I, of course, yeah. had to say yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, how do you I answer? am. How do you answer that question? You have to agree. You have to say yes. Yeah. Because there's a level of excitement, I would think. She's like, I love the tuna. I see you're having yeah. it. Are you in tuna? She was borderline smug about it. <laughs> Are, yeah, you Are you in tuna? Are you in tuna? tuna purgatory. <laughs> oh, no. But not tuna hell, right? Okay, good. <laughs> Still could go. Right. If I find a piece of dolphin in here, <laughs> then we're all going tuna. to tuna hell. I think we need to enjoy the tuna while we can before Fukushima just drifts and uh, ruins it all. So true. Yeah. If it hasn't already. If it hasn't already. Oh my god. I remember having a serious like panic attack when that when that all happened. Oh yeah. Um, of just like literally in my mind I was like, we all have six months to live. And it was that thing of like, should I tell so and so that I love that food? Right. Nah, not worth it. Nah. <laughs> Thank God that other part of my brain was like, hold off on that idea just for now. Should I bury the hatchet? Nah, nah. nah don't do it. Anyone that's an enemy of care and deserves to be an enemy, I would think. Thank you. I like that attitude. It's well, I mean, honestly, both of you guys are like good eggs, you know. So if anyone is at some kind of like, are you an egg heaven? Grudge. I'm an egg heaven. <laughs> <laughs> the incredible egg heaven. So there, there's that level of like, if you hear anything about anyone, you're like, no, no, wait, you're crazy. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. You just, it's the benefits of traveling the high road. Well, I, have to, I do love that about comedy where there are many, many beats and right. and and when you meet someone and then you do, you don't realize and then you come, they come out with like who they hate. Right. I just there's something about that I really love. I just I love? enjoy it. Yeah. You know? Weather beefs. Yeah, because it's like we were actually talking about this the other day, but it's you know love and hate are so close together, so it's kind of like they're telling you who they love, but they right. but that's not how they mean it. Right. And, and sometimes you just don't expect it, where it's like, that person? Like, who cares about them? But then they're just like, fucking phony or whatever. Right, whatever right. the problem might be. Fuck our ass, Jay. What? What are you talking about? No. No. Yeah, uh, I remember when I first started like going to parties and hanging out. Uh, somebody like 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 came in and I was talking to somebody and he was he was like, I'm ducking that guy. I gotta go. And he left the party because he Wait, couldn't. Wait, who did? I, 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 oh, you no, can't say it. No, can't say it. Okay. But I, it made me feel like, oh, that sucks. This is a fun party, and everyone's having a good time. And he can't stay because he has some um, issue with this dude. I got oh, yeah. Just like, 
who's, who lost in that scenario? You because you're holding on to this and you know. It's so true. Yeah. And also all you have to, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not arguing against that person because I've done that a million times. Sure. And Kevin Sessions is the one that'd be like, Ooh, take that party back. And I'd yeah. just be like, I don't want to. I don't want to take the party back. I can't do it. Kevin Sessions. Yeah. Love that guy. He's the greatest. He's the greatest. Yeah, he was a writer on a... I did this kid's show uh, on Cartoon Network, and he was one of the writers on... Uh, Kung on Fu Panda, that. right? No, it was called Out of Jimmy's Head. It was oh. their first uh, live-action mixed with 2D animation show. So I was on that, and he was one of the writers. And I didn't really know him until... Do you know Tim McHugh? No. Uh, he and Kevin are like writing partners. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was it like Herman's head, except the people in the head were cartoon? <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Only the boy could see the cartoons. Oh, so Kevin ripped off Herman's guy. head? Wow. He did. That's yeah, bullshit. He did. Yeah. That's why. That's why anytime Hank Azaria shows up at a party, Kevin says she has <laughs> He's to. Gotta get, He's gotta get out of there. That's what that's who that story was about. Yes, I knew it. Get it out of me. Yeah, just passively got it in there. No, I love Kevin. Thank you. He and Tim McHugh wrote. You'd leave too. Pretty. We'd have to leave. Ever since free agents got canceled. Chris canceled free agents. Yeah, and you can't look him in the eye. He's got that juice. Uh, I love anyone as long as I don't have to watch him eat. Right. Or listen to him eat on a podcast. As long as you have a chance to take him down in the iTunes review. That's all. It's funny. Or like in a movie where people are kissing and you hear the smacking. Uh, oh, God, you must, then you must hate that Kit Kat commercial where it's the snapping and the biting. Oh, of course. I turn it off. It makes me crazy. I hate it so much. Yeah, that must be gross. shot in Europe or something. That commercial's just off. In a, in a mementos. Mementos? <laughs> the movie? Mementos. <laughs> where the guy wakes up with tattooed reminders oh, that he's diabetic. <laughs> <laughs> the, but he has to get into that concert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So might as well pass through this, this Cooper Mini. <laughs> oh, I can't. I, it was that uh, scene in a in a Mentos commercial where I thought, yeah, four people can lift a car. Then that one year at, at Bridgetown, man, this kid, he turned on the train tracks. He wasn't even drunk. I was there, I remember and that. And well, all the tires dropped and we were wedged on the train tracks on an active... No. Yes. I got out of the car and lights were blinking and trains no, I was there. I remember that. were coming and I had just taken a bunch of mushrooms <laughs> and Ari Shafir was in the car too. We had both taken a bunch of mushrooms. And I knew the party was around. We were looking for this warehouse party. So I got, I was like, I'm gonna go to the party, I'm gonna grab a bunch of people, we're gonna lift the car off the tracks, and no one's, the car isn't gonna kill the truck. Right, and yeah, no one's the wiser, yeah. And I, yeah, I ran and got like at least 25 people. So we have to pull someone's car off the track. Someone's in trouble. And I grabbed the table of big dudes. And everyone, there's a bunch of, the most random people ever running down the street following me just <laughs> and it seemed like I was full of shit because I couldn't find it and we found, right. finally found this it's one. like a meta practical joke so everyone like at least 15 people were trying to lift a Honda cord off the tracks and we couldn't it's so heavy cards so heavy did you have Mentos? Yeah, yeah, that could have been the active ingredient. Could have been been. It. I opened up spinach. I squeezed it in spinach. <laughs> it arched into the air and landed in everyone's mouths. And even, even that, actually, a couple people. What choked. is real? I don't know. God. Why is life so confusing? Yeah. Raised by television. Dude, I remember that. I, I, did, I wasn't there at the story, but I remember hearing it. He lifted up the back of the car and rotated it, and that kind of just wedged it more in the tracks. And the police came. Oh, good. And they called the train and said, stop. And uh, no one got in trouble. I'm going to get a tuna sandwich. Uh, is that for... Is that so I can go to Tuna Heaven? Exactly. <laughs> um, with fries, please. Uh, do we eat white fry or something? We Did you want it as a melt or just... Just regular, yeah. I'll have Wango Strange Hero. Okay. Do you have like a pancake, eggs, bacon kind of a thing? Yeah. Breakfast? I'll have that with the scrambled eggs. And was that like two, three pancakes? What does that come from? Three pancakes, two bacon, and two eggs. 
Thank you very Thank much. You. Um, Do you have to have her sign a release for being on your podcast? Yeah, it's going to be done against your will. Yeah. <laughs> How can I do this? No, I, honestly, I don't. <laughs> It's so kind of catch as catch can. I'd be I know how you can get her signature. Yeah. When she brings a bill, go, I forgot what I'm supposed to do here. Can you show me? And then maybe With your she'll name. Sign. Yeah. Oh, oh, now I remember. Yeah. Gotcha. So I did a commercial one time for Pizza Hut, and they um, it was that campaign where people. Um, they had pasta from Pizza Hut and you delivered it like it was from the restaurant and then you right. came in like Pizza Hut deliver the pasta and they're like what is this from Pizza Hut <laughs> but I had to get everyone to sign a release before they even came into the restaurant oh. but I, I had to make up like a story like well we need you to sign here and give us your email address and then when the restaurant opens then we'll send you a, a, a coupon for like a free meal at the restaurant for helping us do this market research. So it was just like the most thinly veiled thing. And I had to get like 50 people to do it. I was like, if there's even one follow-up question to this, I'm going to completely fall apart. <laughs> yeah. like, you have like a uh, earbud in from the oh, director. Right. like, it's called oh, NIFB. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Thanks. Nice work in production. Yeah. IFB. So I had an IFB. And you're getting notes from this director in a trailer who's in the parking lot. All right, now go ahead. Go ahead. Get it. You know, it's just. Wow. I'm it sorry. Crazy. And then they got inside and it was a, they had a pasta surprise? No. No, it was. It's uh, just a pile of Folgers. <laughs> this isn't even spaghetti. Pizza delivered the pasta. What are you doing? Here's a surprise. It tastes like instant coffee. Grease dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would. I, I'm okay. Then we will do that. Yes. In our podcast. Yes, yes. In our upcoming podcast. Hello, hello. Is this we a lunch exclusive? We would uh, tomorrow, but then I realized it's football day. And so, oh right. You know, football day. Football. <laughs> the international sporting football match. day. Yeah, the yeah. sporting match event. Yeah. Of a lifetime. It is once a year. It, we could actually drive around and like it's just the totally uncluttered streets of Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoying how no one is out. I saw a picture of April Richardson on uh, Thanksgiving Day, literally laying on Melrose Avenue. Did you guys see that one? Uh, it was like because you know LA is all transplants, so during the holidays everyone's just like, all right, we're gonna go back to where we're from. Yeah. And she's just like posing like. Ah. <laughs> well, that's kind it's of hilarious. Funny. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of my dream to stay here for a holiday. And just enjoy the emptiness. Yep. But only for, I think that I would enjoy it for 15 minutes and then I'd want to go home really badly. But yeah, be great. Do you travel for you know, people out of town for the holidays? So you go like parents and all that stuff? Yeah, but it's just Northern California, uh -huh. so it's pretty easy. But please call it NorCal. Oh. Yeah, everyone else Oh, I have to? NorCal. <laughs> uh, you know the thing they do these days? Because we used to call San Francisco the city. These days, the kids up there call it the Bay. Ooh la la! I right? remember that. Well, I'm going there next it, weekend. It includes. So am I for Sketchfest. Yeah. Where are you going to be? What are you? I'm doing it. Bring the Rock with Greg Barrett and um, uh, imaginary radio show with those guys, Jonah Davis. And, ah, I love that. <clears throat> um, Nick uh, but I'm not sure where their shows are. I think Greg's is at Pops. But I'm excited to go. But yeah, now it's the bay. Yeah. The bay, good to know. The bay. Good to what know. about Monterey? That bay. That's south, right. south bay. The cool. That's where I'm from. Are you from Monterey? No, you're from Montana. We moved. Oh, really? I had no say in it. I was a child. It happens. But uh, yeah, I'm glad I did grow up in Monterey. Yeah. Kind of slow going. Yeah, it's just a bunch of seals. Art galleries with. Sculptures of otters. Yeah. <laughs> and then he took a sip of his coffee and extended his pinky. Yes, the way they do in Monterey. Yeah, the way they do it. Pinky's out. It feels like it's kind of like burn, a lot of burnout surfers and maybe you know, hey brothers, you know, like this. It's really things. pretty though. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I'm glad I grew up in Montana. It's a nice. It's like a low. I would imagine a low pressure place to. Not a lot of pressure. Yeah, because I lived in North Dakota. So being a kid, you just like, you leave in the morning like, I'll be back when the sun goes down, and you don't have to yeah. worry about it so much. Yeah, nothing to worry about. 
very worried in northern Cal in NorCal. Yeah. Worried all the time. So much worry. <laughs> very concerned. Fluctuating between concern, worry, panic. Gilligan's Island. Sure. Uh, rest in peace, Russell Johnson. Oh, very sad. Yeah. I claim to have invented TiVo because of Gilligan's Island when really? I was about eight years old. Because my dad, my dad hated when we watched TV, so he'd always do stuff like we'd be watching Gilligan's Island at like three o'clock in the afternoon, and be like, "Come on, we're going to the hardware store," and make us go places with him. And I remember one time getting up to turn the TV off, and I, as I was pushing the button, like the power button in, I was like. I just wished that when we got home and I turned this back on, it would be exactly in the same spot. Right. Hence, Tebow. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. they stole your idea, Karen. They, they totally they stole my idea. I think you can There's talk no to those people. other people or technology that happened. No. No, that was No, no. one else wanted that exact <laughs> no, no, same that's thing. That's the thing. They always steal good ideas from eight-year-old girls. <laughs> <laughs> we are the source of great ideas. <laughs> Undeveloped. <laughs> Unsung. That and a dolly that you can also smell if you like strawberries. Strawberry shortcake. Oh, was, you're looking swell. That wasn't a grown-up's idea. No. That was absolutely a grown-up's daughter's idea. <laughs> Although, did you ever smell one of those? Yeah, I have a younger sister. <laughs> I mean, like, talk about toxic fumes. That, I remember yeah. being, like, so excited to get that doll. And then when I like pushed it to my face to smell it, it was like, oh no, strawberry shortcake. You know what else is funny? That I, the DVD extras for the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I haven't um, seen those. It's uh, the original. Is that what's called? Yeah. yeah, the good one. Uh, the, Charlie the, the guy that made it is just like, yeah, my daughter, uh, I was like, what should dad make a movie about? My daughter was reading this book and she said this, and so that's... That's how Willy Wonka and the Chocolate <laughs> Factory came. I'd never heard of this. Yeah. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Ooh. Yeah. That was mine. Yeah. That was the eight-year-old. Thank you. Wiggles and churros. See? That's me. It's really yeah. true. Thank you very much. I always think about that. Like, after something comes into existence, you can completely rewrite the biography of how it came to be. Because, like, even if he, like, I did market research for four and a half years. Then I found the perfect, you know, the the XY chromosome. And then once it becomes a success, my daughter had a book. Ah, yeah, it's all very casual. It's all very casual. It's like when people hit, they can knock five years off their biography. Yeah. Sorry, thanks. Um, sure. great. Yeah, thank you. I had to get the pancakes. I haven't had. Yeah, pancakes. It's, it's been too long. They look good. That's a good size. Yes. Not quite silver dollar, not quite... Pancakes. Speaking of eight-year-old girl. <laughs> right, Karen? No! Why'd you, you high-five me then? <laughs> <laughs> ah, nothing like high-five Blush high -five coconut shell. <laughs> Don't ride away, I'm on horse. <laughs> I love Foley work. Yeah. Foley jokes. Especially Dave Foley. Oh, that's Dave fun. Foley. Come on, everybody. That can be funny. I, mean, I, I can't be I saw uh, the kids in the hall at the Wilter, this was probably like 10 years ago, and they were doing their sketch comedy. And uh, I was at the top, the top balcony, but like right on the row, and there was a person sitting behind me that was, I think the laughter was genuine, but it was so like, ha ha, ha, ha oh, no. about like everything that Dave Foley like stopped while he was on stage and like looked out to the fourth wall and was just like, had a look on his face like, what the hell is wrong with you? And that guy was sitting in the seat directly behind me for 90 minutes. <laughs> oh no, no! And it was like a, it was like a birthday gift from a girlfriend at the time. It was just our special night. <laughs> There's nothing like other people to ruin your special night. Oh, I'll tell you what. I saw kids in the hall as a birthday gift. Oh, did you? Nice. Ten years ago. Was it at the Wiltern? It was in Austin, Texas. Oh, yeah. Those guys are great. I Those was so obsessed just... with them in between, basically, like, right before I started stand-up in San Francisco. And so when I first moved to L.A., one of the first things we did was go see the 
kids in the hall at UC, it was at Royce Hall at UCLA. Uh huh. Wow. Which was super cool. And um, I was with Margaret Cho, so we got to go backstage afterwards. Oh, hello, hello. And we were standing there, and uh, like I love them so much, I wrote Dave Foley a fan letter. Wow. Which is the only time besides Scott Bayo I've ever done that. Sure, sure. And um, it was just implied that you wrote fan letters to Scott Bayo. I mean, it, it, I'm human. You know what I mean? I'm made of stone. But um. As we were standing there, you know, there's like a obviously group of people, and then they all kind of came out and were mingling around, and then the meet and greet, what? The meet and greet, a little meet and greet. Yeah. And I was just standing there, kind of freaking out, like so excited and nervous. And uh, then uh, some Margaret, like we turn around, and then Margaret introduced me to Bruce McCullough, and he goes, so it was like, you know, Karen, this is Bruce, Bruce is Karen, and he looked at me and goes, "You're pretty, eh?" <laughs> and I was like, I couldn't believe it. It was the wow. greatest thing wow. that's happened to me to this day. Cool. Yeah. He's that a cartoonishly Canadian? Yes. We're pretty, eh? And in this way that almost wasn't a compliment. It was, all, <laughs> it was, like, it was such a compliment that it flipped over yeah. to something else where it was just like, I was not a person. He was just kind of staring at something yeah. off in the distance. Oh, that's hilarious. And telling you you were pretty as a question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, right? I've never agreed with you. Looking for you to agree with that. Yeah, exactly. Hey, mind if I paint your chair? <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty, eh? You're pretty, eh? Um, not really. Yeah. I, uh, I did an improv show with Dave Foley. Uh, him and, uh, you know Dave Higgins? Oh, yeah. Yeah, him and Dave Higgins. And it was a, basically kind of this offshoot of Gary Austin's, uh, Gary Austin like founded the Groundlings and they oh, do yeah. these like benefit shows and they just put together these improv ensembles and like, hey, we have him and him and him. And somehow I like cheesed into them being <laughs> on the lowest rung of like, hey everybody. But it was like uh, Dave Foley and Helen Hunt and Jason Alexander and you're like, all right, so you guys are on an airplane together and it's just like, yes we are. <laughs> Helen Hansen, so somewhere there's floating like a picture of that, but it, I, again, I had that moment where you just kind of like, you, you, like an out-of-body experience where yeah. you just, where they even talk to you, like, I'm sorry, they can see me, I'm not just a creepy weirdo, although I was a creepy weirdo, just we're all creepy weirdos, I think yeah. we all are, yeah, I still want to talk about why Helen Hunt would be involved in that situation. Uh, Helen Hunt used to study with Gary Austin. Uh, and every every show is like a benefit. So, the, the, you know, any admission is like the, the celebrity picks the charity and then they, they give them, they give the charity the money. So, you It's know. just funny, like, because I mean... You know, she was on Mad Hunt for years, but oh, yeah. she seemed to be a, she seems to be like her face or whatever is like a poster child for a total lack of humor. Yeah. I have to say, she's That's right, I said it. She, I said it. Right out loud. She's on the enemies list. <laughs> I have to say, she's a great actress and improviser. Mm. She's really, really great. Because I think there's something about... Now you're on the enemy. Now I'm on the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> An enemy of Ellen Hunt's is an enemy of mine. No, uh, it, like, I think that, like, improv, something about the honesty of a moment and just saying exactly what's happening, that's the funniest thing that you could do. Yeah. And that's what she does all the time. Awesome. So, yeah, yeah. She uh, she would fully improvise most of her lines in that movie where she was the football quarterback. <laughs> you mean quarterback princess? The physical quarterback princess? It is. I wow. wrote a review for it on Amazon. If you ever go to read it. I thought it was the quarterback more... Uh, heels or something. I no, I think nope. you're confusing uh, Kurt Russell, the computer wore tennis shoes. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> now, now uh, I'm just thinking of just one of the guys. That's right. Or, uh, uh, um, oh, or someone, Sarah Jessica Parker. They snuck out um, to dance. Girls just want to have fun. Girls just want to have fun. Wow. Yeah, classic. Oh, yeah, really well done. Yeah. yeah. I do have to say, uh, Helen Hunt, great person, you know, in my yeah, limited experience. Just drop it. Just drop it. No, I actually have no experience with her except one night at Largo in the middle of my set, which was not going well, so I'd like to blame her. I looked out and I could see her face. 
she was sitting like very close to the front and the look on her face was just like she hated my guts it was oh, kind no. of hilarious so that was it i hate that you know when you, you like look out and there's like 75 people like enjoying and then there's that person in the second row just like it looks like they're trying to kill you with yeah their they're trying to like work themselves up to murder you right? <laughs> i always i have the ability to find that person no matter how big the crowd is oh, i know no. Like I, immediately. I tend to focus on people that aren't enjoying themselves as well. <laughs> yeah. I remember uh, we were at the improv together and it was like some kind of like showcase show or something. And uh, and we were talking before, I was like, ah, how are you feeling? And you're like, I'm a little nervous. And I was like, oh, I thought, you know, you had this nervous disposition which is works well so well and you're like it's different when the nerves are real <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought that was very insightful it was really cool well I, I, I do get nervous I'm sorry I got distracted I get distracted by ambient noise sure oh yeah I feel like I Captain 101 is the other perfect place for you yeah Quiet conversation. I'm worried that she'll forget to text the other girl about yoga. About yoga? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least she screamed it. That might help her remember. So what would we say? They both take a loud yoga class together. <laughs> You're taking a yoga class Loud yoga is the new hot yoga. <laughs> that's what that girl was talking about as she walked by. Oh, I didn't hear that. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I guess. did. Sorry. Sidetracked the conversation. <laughs> I was too busy listening. Yes. yes. Actively. The way Helen Hunt would want you to, Matt. God, I love her comedy. God, she's funny. <laughs> Paul Reiser was just along for the ride. Yeah. You know what? That may very well may be true. <laughs> I, if this becomes a roast of Paul Reiser, I I might just... Well, he's out doing spots again now. He's oh, good, good. He there died? was a big gap. He's, he's out doing spots. I see him advertised at, yeah, at Comedy Magic Club. He's doing weekenders and stuff. There. Yeah. How do you feel about this when people dissect their food? Um, because I have to I'm, do it every time. I'm fine with it. All right. I'm fine with it. Mine is mostly a. So far, you guys have been great. Really? Yeah, yeah, you good. put your mouths closed. I have a friend. I can't say her name, but she man, just I can't. I, I can't pronounce it. She's from the country. <laughs> uh, she an Inuit? Smacks the actually. There's twelve ways to say her name. I can't remember one of them. Anyone? Anyway, anyone? Anyone? I can't. She smacks and and you can see her tongue. And oh. While she's eating, it's just it makes horrible. it for difficult hangs. Like, who are you raised by wolves? And she wasn't. I've met her family. Now, this might make everything super uncomfortable, but they say that people who eat like that are good in bed. Well, because my sister eats that's like that. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, <laughs> my sister and my mom eat like that. Would it? Would it? Mm, don't think about it. Now, who's the day in that particular information? It's, me. Oh, it's, me. It's, it's the royal me. <laughs> I read out mine in a, a, a blog I published that, um, oh, what? what? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I always think, like, if, if something, if you're in a conversation and you're also eating, does what I have to say, does it merit me talking with my mouth full? If not, it can wait. Yeah. Maybe it'll, you know, maybe I can get it in somewhere, but... <laughs> then other times you just see the conversation train pull out of the station, you're like, remember when we were talking about that thing it's two, too minutes, two minutes ago? It's a, too late. Oh. Just had to have another pancake, didn't you? <laughs> I did. I do that all the time when you're talking to somebody and then you better say something, you have to put your hand up, finish chewing, and I'm always thinking, like, you just couldn't wait. Like, hold off a bite. Right. Make your statement. The index finger extended. Just give me a second. It, it's it's going to be worth it. It's well, good. I, I mean, I, you guys are barely halfway done with your meals. My plate got taken away five minutes ago. It was way Rancheros. I hunch over food. I don't know if I thought growing up that someone was going to come into our house and steal our food or what, but I always... We are the plains of Montana, so... Yeah, we just did We'd eat and not talk. We'd talk before and after, but while eating... 
got a weird, I don't know what my thing is about food. I also eat way too fast. But now, I'm, uh, you guys, I'm letting you eat. You both have food in your mouths, and I'm just gonna fill the time. Oh, there once was a man who worked in a laboratory and told you that people who eat disgustingly are good in bed. There were 12 different ways to say his name. I know that man. I know that man. I met my father. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is good coffee. It is good coffee. I ran out of cream at the house. <laughs> Why did you have five? I have yeah. to be holding my cup if you're going to cheers me. No. Again, cheers someone against their will. Yeah. Hey. That's non-consensual. To us. A non-consensual toast. <laughs> Don't. What are you doing? <laughs> To murder for hire. No, no. Oh, no. I don't agree. Yes, we're not supposed to say that out loud. To murder for hire. That's a good thing to cheers, you know. <coughs> to Spencer for hire. Oh yes. Okay. I wait. Give me a chance. Yeah. I'll pick that up. Hello. I'm waiting for that to come back. It's kind of you know. As long as uh, a new generation has never heard of Spencer for Hire, when Spencer for Hire gets the reboot, they're like, have you seen this new show? It's amazing. Spencer for Hire, yeah. written by an eight-year-old girl. <laughs> <laughs> we stole the idea. It's about a man you can hire for things. Uh, Shut up, kid. Shut That's up, not, That idea isn't half bad. <laughs> type any type. Steal any steal. Steal any steal. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening to uh, the Pandora station. I made a Colin Hay Pandora station. Nice. And um, it had like kind of singer-songwriter things. And this guy came in, came up. He was doing In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel. Uh, but it was he was like 20 and he was just playing it on his acoustic guitar. And just like, there's probably a whole generation of kids coming up. They're like, who is this guy with the new song? It's just like, you don't need to yeah, cover yeah. that song. It's, it's already been done way better than... Yeah, it's, the way it is is the way it should be. Yeah, yeah. I'm one of the few people that doesn't like any version of Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. Even the Ridge? Even the Ridge. Which is the Ridge? I don't even know. Leonard Cohen? Leonard Cohen, okay. Oh, Leonard Cohen. Leonard Cohen. Yeah. And then Jeff Jeff. He's trying to have syrup on your machine. No! <laughs> Leonard Cohen strikes me as one of those guys that, and I'm a fan, but like, if he had died in the 70s, he would have been so much more revered than if he, because now he's out and he's just kind of taking on this dirty old man kind of thing. Yeah. There were sexual components to his music before, but now, I like, was listening to some before, he's like, I'd like to see you naked from behind. You're like, yeah. Yeah. Don't, Grandpa. <laughs> It would be to go see Jim Morrison at a casino right now, at Morongo Casino. Absolutely. But a casino is where he belongs. I think it was Paul Tompkins used to have the joke where it's, the door sound, it sounds like bad lounge singing. And then once he made that joke and then I heard the next time I heard a door sound, it's hilarious. It's yeah. completely like, it's yeah. like Stephen Eady level. Like, oh, the night day comes, the day comes, or whatever. It's so Can't hilarious. Can't you see that I'm not afraid yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Open velvet tie. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Try to run. If you didn't join the 27 Club, you know, oh, right. we, we wouldn't have dated so well. Yeah, I agree. And Ray Manzarek just died like six months ago, something like that. That's right. But his whole career after The Doors was talking about how he was friends with Morrison. Right. Because you see anything that he does, he's like, back in uh, 1971, me and Jim Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> like, Sorry, buddy. What other hobbies do you have, Ray? No. Do you want to abide in this? I wish I could. I, I can't have bread. It makes my elbows rickety. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It really does. Sorry to tempt you. <laughs> God, I wouldn't mind a little slice of tuna heaven. <laughs> Uh, Not for you. Is that an official medical diagnosis? You get severe rickety elbows? Yeah, yeah. From uh, 
Just one trip to Tuna Heaven gave me a case of rickets. Why wouldn't you eat citrus? <laughs> I just... told you. That's funny. <laughs> Did you ever see uh, Chris on the uh, Legend of Neil? Did you ever? I thought that was just so. Oh, that was so funny. What was it? This guy Sandeep Parikh wrote and directed this web series for Comedy Central about a guy who gets sucked into the Legend of Zelda. Oh yeah. And Chris plays like the the merchant. He like Zelda like walks in and takes his stuff, and he's just like, oh, so you're just gonna be a dick then. It's just. It was so spot on. Yeah, that was really fun. That was. It looked good too. It I looks, it. Yeah, they aired it on uh, Comedy Central, the, the, the network. Yeah, it was like something they made for the web, and it like tested and did so good, and they, they just. I think they put it on at like midnight or one o'clock. But oh, wow. They aired like a dozen of the episodes. I didn't get any calls. I didn't, I didn't, oh, didn't, oh, checks. Oh, checks. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Comedy Central doesn't pay anything? <laughs> That's so strange. <laughs> Have you guys seen The Spoils of Babylon? No. It's an IFC series. Uh, from like Funny or Die and I think Gary Sanchez because Will Ferrell plays like a, an Orson Welles type introducing his a series that nobody would produce so he spends his own money on it and so it's basically like a Thornbirds-esque kind of like TV miniseries from the 70s it's so good Richard Chamberlain it's Kristen Wiig, Toby Maguire. Wow. Um, Val, Any names? Val Kilmer. Right. What? Any names? <laughs> yeah, really. Right. It, everybody in it is famous, but they have. It's so brilliant. It's like. And it's I, on IFC. It's on IFC. It's. I think that each episode is like 15 minutes. It's like these little interstitials or long. I mean, I'm not sure. Maybe it's a half an hour. And it's what is so it good. comparable to? Because I didn't know the thing you referenced. Oh, Thornbirds. It's like, um, like an epic. Soap opera type of thing. Mini series. Mini series. But it's like the way they shoot it is like the 70s, how they used everything was like those crazy wide shots and really overly kind of low. Yeah. It's it's really brilliant. But then like but then all of a sudden like Toby Toby McGuire comes home and introduces his new wife and it's just a mannequin. But she's got a voiceover voice and everyone's treating her like a person, so it's just never explained. It's super hilarious. It's bizarre and terrific. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, um, really funny and well written. I'm trying to remember. I saw like Richard Chamberlain out at something, and we were like, "I was like, is that Richard Chamberlain?" And then I couldn't tell. But then somebody had on their smartphone the IMDb, and they like they were like looking at the phone at Richard Chamberlain. And I was like, "Oh, oh, oh they, they think it is too." It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Instant confirmation. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. You know, but even like during Thornbirds, he was not like the spring chicken. Yeah, that's true. So, thank you. I'll have to check that out. Thornbirds thing, something I've never heard of. (laughs) It's like, it's kind of in your, it's a novel your mom would have read at the beach in like 1978. Okay. Pulp fiction. My mom didn't read. Okay. Uh, There you go. There we go. That explains everything. (laughs) There we go. That explains everything about my life, actually. (laughs) Oh, no. My mom wasn't a reader. (laughs) She didn't encourage learning in any way. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't do simple math. Can someone help me figure out this tip? Go see yourself. I just wanted to remind people we were at a restaurant. <laughs> I think with all this noise, I don't think there's going to be any doubt. Where we're, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about toasting yourself is there's not a free hand to wipe away the lonely teardrop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> use my shoulder. If you use your shoulder, you spill it all down your shirt. No. No. Why? Why? What time is it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have that terrible cold too? It was going around. Um, yes and no. No, I like ran into somebody like a few nights ago that was doing the like, I'm sick, I'm sick, don't shake my hands, I'm sick. So I think maybe psychosomatically I, I felt it. Yesterday I did not do a tremendous amount. I kind of like laid low just because I wanted to avoid it. I've been in bed for a week. 
but you were also rear-ended yeah, by a car yeah, I got rear miles an hour. It doesn't matter. It's okay. I was <laughs> rear-ended in a car accident, but let's not divulge any details. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've been sore, but I'm okay now. But uh, I have really feel like I've been through a time warp. I like it. I like having an excuse to not have to deal with anything. Is that, best. Is that depression? It is. Yeah. No, no. no. Enjoy myself. No. I do feel like there's nights where you're just like, you know what, I just want to stay home. And then there's nights where you feel like that and you should still be like, but at the same time, I gotta go out and I gotta, you know. I've done stand-up a few times. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm on muscle relaxers. What seems like a 1980s way of just having a downward spiral. <laughs> I'm basically describing uh, uh, Brian Wilson's year in bed. It's, That's happening to me I'm right now. I'm not depressed. I just had a sandbox put into my living room. I'm gonna be, it's gonna be fine. I only wear pajamas. I really have been. So it's great to be out, you guys. Hi, Chris. Thank you. Chris. <laughs> Welcome back, man. I'm turning tonight. I'm getting better. I, I go. Uh, I go to a uh, massage. They put these suction cup electrode pulses. Oh yeah. Do you know anything about it? I have one of those. At first, it feels scary. You have one at home? Yeah. If you want to borrow it, you're more than welcome to. For what? Well, I don't know where to put it. <laughs> it's like these electromagnetic pulses. Actually, I bought it years ago in Japan. They wouldn't even like market it here in the United States. Where you like, there's these patterns. You put them on your muscles, and you like, they, they make your muscles contract and then release. And so it, it's kind of like, yeah, it works really well. This guy did put them in strategic places. I know because I was like, I heard here, here, and here, and he put them nowhere. And he put them on special places, but it's weird. It just made the pain migrate from my back to my. Like, my, it's doing its job. It feels like my tits have been ripped off. It feels like I did a bunch of bench pressing. Right. Just so we can all relate. Sure. It feels like I've been in the squat rack. You guys know what you I, know, I mean. Sure. It's yeah. You know, inverted lunges. <laughs> feels like I've been tossing around the old medicine ball. Yeah. Uh, or my weird. favorite, the, uh, uh, the machine that's like that band that just kind of shakes you. Yeah. It goes around your waist. Uh, I'm really getting a good workout. 1950s jiggly grandpa. Yeah. I had a, yeah, we, I had a New Year's, or went to a New Year's party in Montana at this PFW, like Elk's Lodge. That is the best thing And we went life. in the back room, and there was just a room with one of those belt exercisers. <laughs> and I stood on it and jiggled. I, it was the best New Year's Eve I've ever had. I didn't even notice midnight. I really did put it on and just sang and said things while jiggling. It's amazing how easily... This is a sad story. No, it's not. It's I a victory. Jiggled your way to 2014. Yeah. Uh, There's no way it's exercise. I was exhausted afterwards. Right. I bet it is, because you clench your muscles to kind of right? Brace stay standing. Yeah. Yeah. I just to let it jiggle me. Right. <laughs> I wasn't trying to fight it. Is that also the same time you like put your heart on your sleeve and told people how much they meant to you? Oh, uh, well, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my Twenty four days can be out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, this feels like a good, good time to end the show. Yeah, or whatever, whatever. It is. On that story? Yeah, you're right. We should probably record a little bit more. We should probably record more. That's not the only jingle belt story. I have. <laughs> oh no! End it. End it now. Drop away. Drop away. Uh, Jiggle belts. Jiggle belts. <coughs> I'm going to get .org, madknewson.org. You are? You can get it for like $8 a year. But don't you have to then donate money to things or that, something? That's gone away. Oh. Like the nonprofit component has of .org has like, I got an email from my hoster where they're like, you can have .org now. And I never, I haven't pulled the trigger, but. Wow, yeah. Same, it does the same go for .edu? I don't know. You don't have to be in any kind of a college or school yeah. situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm teaching you about life, kids. Yeah. It's Karen Goodman. This, this lesson. I've got a lesson for you. Sound the bell. School's in, suckers. I tried to start a website a couple years ago when that EP came out. And I what just, EP? 
I did an EP oh, with oh. Frank Mar Yeah, oh, like, it was like five songs of mine. For some reason, I guess my Hollywood mind clicked in. The executive producer, what is it? Oh, no. Yeah, he did an EP. Yeah, an e like a short album. On Bandcamp? On Bandcamp, yeah. Right. And then, uh, so my friend was like, you better start a website. Like, because it's traffic now. Whatever. Right. And I just... I just don't give a shit. I think I'm too old or something, or I just don't. I'm not locked in enough to like the the way things really work for people these days, as opposed to how they work for me. Yeah. I just don't. Um, it's not good. But maybe I'll do it because I have an album coming out at the end of next month. Yeah, I was going to Yes. How did that go? I went Thanks, to the recording. Thanks, everybody. It's coming out the 25th. I was there for I the was... recording of it, and it was amazing. <laughs> I was there for the recording of it too, and it was amazing. That's, you guys are my real friends. I'm glad it's. I. I thought it was already. What's the holdup? Um, it's coming out on vinyl, oh, and so it I took was, them longer than. Uh, I the was going to make a joke thing. about that being the reason. It's the what is it on vinyl or something? Yes, it is. I, I actually have a test pressing at my house, which is pretty insane. Like, I can put, because I have a record player, I can cool. listen to my own record. And it did turn out good. I was like, because the night of was like such a great night all around. It was magic, you know. We had so much fun. It was so cool. There was a good, like, energy. Someone brought her balloons. You know. <laughs> Was I mean, it you by any chance? No. No, this was kind of awesome. We went backstage, you know, it was like very high from the whole... I was just afraid that I didn't have enough, like, solid in-between song banter. Right. And so, and I was writing enough, enough songs. So I had this weird paranoia. Are we out? <laughs> um, so I just was... Part of my stress was kind of this illogical, like... Nothing will, like, I'll only have four things and then I'll be done and everyone will hate me. Whatever. It was just a weird... I think everyone has that kind of running dialogue in the back of their head It's just nothing, nothing is enough kind right. of thing. So yep. the fact that it went as well as it did was, I was totally ready to have it be mediocre to okay. Right. And that was what I was prepared for. <laughs> Which is maybe tragic that I'm saying that out loud. But the fact that it was great, and so we go backstage and, like, Chris was there and Suna was there and um, a bunch of people and Chris did that great good, great friend thing of like grabbing me and going do you realize what you just did like it was awesome and then in the middle of all that kind of glory <laughs> a girl walked in with a bouquet of mylar balloons and I turned to her like I was just crowned of Miss America and I was like oh my god and she looked at me and goes these are mine <laughs> So I guess something that like bands coming up were doing bits with balloons, and it was the most embarrassing. And luckily, Christina and I were the only, and this girl were the only ones that actually witnessed it. Then I looked at Chris, and we were like crying, laughing, because it was the most. It was the weirdest. Bad and gave you one. She did give me one. I sure did. Of course. But it was the weird. It was like I didn't know how much I cared about mylar balloons until that moment where it was like, as if like. And here's the, here's the frosting to the cake. Yeah, you a bouquet of balloons. <laughs> oh my god. Like, I almost started crying. And then it just like, these aren't yours. Don't. Just calm down a second. Just calm down. That was the best. These are from Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> They're festive balloons. Hey, turn oh this bit into a real bit. It's all coming together. It's all. Oh, that's hilarious. It was hilarious. I don't think, for some reason, maybe it's just like my mindset too. Like, the universe only lets you be high for a certain amount of time and then it's just you do Conan and then you're hit by a car yes exactly yeah, immediately it's just like you have to go back to chopping wood and carrying water friends that's enlightenment isn't the end I have thought that my whole life that if something good happens something bad will immediately happen or vice versa I mean if you the flip side think of the things coin. that way yeah. I guess I still do because yeah Conan I felt good about I was just listening to an edit of of uh, my first joke and uh, it's like okay that sounds good and then right when we got hit I was like oh this is because Conan went well <laughs> uh, yeah uh, so yeah. so weird yeah yeah shits and giggles yeah are Most you, in, are you Irish in any time. way uh, we thought I was. Because <laughs> of my drinking problem. <laughs> but I, it turns out my grandfather is adopted. 
and so I, if I was, I'm, I know, I don't know what I. Did you like talk to Conan after the set at all, or you get to yeah, yeah, they, FaceTime? I mean, not on. They were. Uh, that was the end of the show, right? When I was done, I didn't go sit down, and but him and Andy Richter came over and we just talked about stuff and they were both very nice and very tall each of them both of them yes tall. I love tall Andy Richter me. he's me the, best. the greatest he guy so like awkward well I guess this is it <laughs> uh, I really mean it goodbye now yeah. the guys were walking out he's uh, very, very funny nice. on Twitter and I always see him like he's interacting so with people all the time that's great yeah. that's the most comfortable studio experience I've ever not that I've done a lot of late night right but. well also too I think they can just kind of relax with you because it went so well you know they don't have to put on that veneer of like good job buddy yes that's right you know because I always say like uh, like the work then the friendship you know you, you can't you can't be friends with someone and then not have the work be the in the one hole so to speak yeah you know? yeah I just remember him saying Nice sweater, and I'm like, oh my god, I ate it. Yeah. I didn't say that was very funny. Good job. But then I watched it on TV, and he did say that right yeah. before nice sweater. Yeah. I just didn't hear it. Yeah. All I heard him say is, uh, nice sweater? Nice sweater? Question mark? Oh god, I ate it. Exclamation point? Yeah, um, I did it when I was in 2012. He came over, and he was just like, that was a really, really good job. And I was standing there. It was almost like that out of body experience where you're like watching someone talking to you. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like, he's like, yeah, the pace. It was very like methodical. And it was really, really. And the studio, did you get any of the pictures from the studio photographer? I don't know. Uh, email them, see if they'll send them to you. But um, somehow, a woman was just snapping pictures. She was from Conoco and got that moment that I was talking about. When his hands are, I was like, good job. <laughs> It's a screensaver oh, on my computer. Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, Matt O'Brien, who's one of the writers, his wife, or girlfriend, uh, no relation? No, no, no relation. Matt O'Brien. No, I mean his wife and his girlfriend. Are they <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Oh my God. I mean, get out of there. I'll look it up and I'll send you the information because I, I you know, if you could get, they, they send those out. It's kind yeah, of yeah, hard. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I've never done Conan. What? The end. The end. All right, thanks, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it feels like it would be just uh, one email saying, hi, I'd like to do Conan. Yeah, totally. No, well. And just let me point out, you are Karen Kildare. Uh, just, uh, hello. Hello. Hello there. Just send an email to them saying, hi. I am Karen Kilgare. I'll wait for your call. <laughs> Just a reminder. That'd be a cool move. Hey, JP. Quick reminder. I'm Karen Kilgare. I actually see him now all the time, JP, all the time because he works on Pete Auction. Nice. Very lovely man. I want to send him another set. I'm ready to do like another. Because the album was basically. Uh, I have like the end of the album I recorded last month is um, with a band at the end, where I play like 15, 20 minutes with the band. So I just want to, I have that on video and just send it over to him like, hey, um, what if I fronted the basic cable band? Yeah, that'd be uh, amazing. You know, so. What would you do? What do you play? What? I don't yeah, know. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I had a, a, like a jazz quartet called Matt Knutson and the instrument players. So I play piano. And the I'm instrument players? The instrument players. Yeah, like the instrument and a saxophone player. So every time I'm at the improv, we we do that. I've done your people show love, that, yeah. People love to so much. I can't even tell you. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. I mean, people talk to me about that night all the time. Like, Karen and Ron and, you know. Yeah, that was a good night. A good night. A lot of, and actually, that night led to last month, because as I left, um, they were like, Rita was like, hey, you want to come back? Uh, you know, let me know. And uh, so that's when I pitched on the album recording. Oh, that's because great. Because of your night. I really so, love that room now. I really love the improv. It's, it's so satisfying. It's like a real club, a real audience. It's not like only super fans or only, you know. It's like, but then there's the openness that seems to be like what comedy audiences are like these days. I agree. Or kind of whatever happens, they're at least willing to listen to the beginning of. Yeah. You know, like the only people I see that eat it there are the people that 
Uh, would eat it anywhere? Yes, exactly. If you can eat it there, <laughs> you can you'll eat it anywhere. Uh, but like the but the interesting like the first time I did that room, I was like, they're they're not gonna be into what I'm doing. This is standard standard volume, and could, I couldn't have been more wrong. It really changed. I can't put my finger on what. I think a big part of it's Jamie Flam and him putting in the, the right people because. For a while there, there was they had these outside shows, and yeah. it's just like it's the best of the chucklers. Yeah. You know? yeah. And there were so many outside, like not regulars. Right. You know? So they're like, I'm gonna book 12 people, and they're all gonna do five minutes, and it's their first time, everybody. Yeah. So people would go to a show. They're like, Yeah, I went to a show at the Improv last month, and it was terrible. I'm not gonna yeah. go again. Yeah. But he had a policy when he first took over, like two or three years ago. Even if it's an outside show. You know, have like two or three regulars that you have to put on because it's their brand. You know? yeah. yeah, that's right. So he's it, done a great. Everyone has sucked at booking the improv before Jamie Flynn. Jay, Jamie, I'm gonna have to cut <laughs> that. Really out. I really am. Yeah, I really am. I've been really frustrated. Now it's great. Yeah, it really is. It makes it makes a difference. I think it's those big white boots they put in. I think that's the key. <laughs> Little bit of that kind of Vegas 70s coke years. Uh -huh. A little bit of Thornbirds, really, <laughs> if you think about it. People do act uh, more appropriately if it looks like the place they're in is a little fancier. It's legit. Sure, very true. Yep. Yeah, those, those changes were subtle, but like they did design wise and everything, they made it like warmer. It used to just be, it almost felt like a big wide black box theater before. I'm like, well, it was like, well, go try it, see what happens. Whereas now it's like, you're in a pretty place. Yep. I agree. Behave. With the lighting and like, you know, they can actually do some lighting cues and they got the, the video stuff. And the staff is so nice. I had access to a smoke machine during my show. Wow. <laughs> Classic. And some pancake mix, I believe. Or was that yours? Uh, oh shit, I left it. I just realized I left my pancake mix. Oh well. What if it's exactly oh, you where really? you left it when you go back? In the piano. Classic. That's why it sounds like shit. <laughs> but it smells so good. Yeah. Have you ever done uh, uh, the Venice Underground? The, um, the, like the cabaret. It's like yeah. a stand up and then it turns into a cabaret. I had like a, a set and I went and did the piano, but I like wrote jokes down and then it just like fell in between the slit of the piano. It just like went right down where the wires are, where you, know, like you, you can get your fingers in it. So. I have an old set list at the bottom of the piano in the wow. Venice Underground. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Wait, where's the Venice Underground? The townhouse is. The Venice uh, townhouse, yeah. It's a. It's, it's right by the ocean. Uh, yeah, if you'd like, I'll, I'll web traduce you. It's really one of the best shows in LA. Yeah, yeah it's really band? Great show. Yeah, I'd like to web traduce. <laughs> web web traduce. Yeah. Um, I feel like I saw bands play there. Is it like big wide stairs that go downstairs? Yes. yes. And then it's. Uh, it used to be a speakeasy in the 20s. So the the, the clearance on the ceiling is about. It's like a seven foot tall ceiling. Oh wow! And you go down there, and then there's the comedy show, and then after the comedy show, that wouldn't show, be the clearance for me though. Be, I was like, I don't remember that. Oh, he's yeah. really tall. He's tall. <laughs> and then after the comedy show, it's a burlesque dancer show. Oh cool! So it has I'll like do both. A, you can do both. <laughs> so, but it like so morphs the audience, so people come for both. You know? Yeah. I like. All two Same like, act for both <laughs> both shows. You go out playing guitar, yeah. you like, take your shirt off. Okay. That's the next act. I can finally say okay when someone yells take your shirt off. Finally. Which happens all the time. Most of the time it's a surprise. Why is she doing this? Uh, thanks for lunch, Matt. Hey, thanks for hanging out. Yes, I thank all, you. Uh, it all came together. All right, that is our episode. Thanks again to Karen Kilgariff and Chris Fairbanks for hanging out and to you for listening to us hang out. Uh, go to grabbinglunch.com. Go to mattknutson.com. New episodes of the Grabbing Lunch podcast come out every Wednesday, so don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, uh, follow us on SoundCloud or Stitcher Radio. That is it. Thanks again, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.